the bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, Sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. Well, after a one-week sabbatical, we're back with Sidetracked. My name's Armstead. My name is Posh. My name is Meyer. Holy cow, all three in studio. That's been a couple weeks since we've had that. At least three. I know one guy who's uh, who got a, sabbat- a little break more than uh, we did, Nick. Yeah, yeah, there was that one guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, screw him anyway. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Wow, what a week we have in store this week. And no guess, but man, do we have some pulling ca- action to recap. And a segment we're going to dive into that you might find boring, but it is a necessity, and you are going to hear more of it later on as the season progresses when we can find a good time slot to get it in. So, mm-hmm. Things happened. Yeah, some crazy things happened. And uh, we'll get into that. Wow, what a weekend. We had pulling stateside, ending Canada, and all around the nation. Everybody's running full force now. It's kind of nice. A little bit overwhelming at times, too. Yeah, it, it was just, just stuff everywhere now. I actually had to break away from my commitment on Sunday just because I looked at a map and go, you can't get here from there or there from here and just... I I didn't realize I'd just need to escape that quick, but no, I had to break away from my uh, promises down in Tilbury, Ontario. But we'll get to that in a little bit. What do we got for news? Wait, wait, wait for it. It sounds great. <sighs> Fail. You know what? And it doesn't matter because, quite honestly, the entire show is nothing but... This week. It yeah, really is. But I really love the news intro. <laughs> Fair God, it's amazing. And now for the news. There we go. God, it's so official having that. It's great. I love it. <laughs> we are the perfect late 80s newscast now. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Or in upstate New York or uh, out in Utah. Upstate current, Kentucky. Current news segments. Yeah. <laughs> Word is Dave Foltz will have telephone by the end of the week, so we're pretty right. proud of him for that. They got the tension up in the soup can string enough now where it yep, can transmit? Yep, I yep. They got away from kite string and went right uh, to, uh, the, what is that, uh, red ball yarn or whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Get, getting fancy yeah i i couldn't believe when he told me they the were doing that silver but, specs in it oh yeah oh yeah it was he told me that he goes we're hoping to have party lines in by next week oh, i wow. go careful you don't want to run away on the technology well, all well, at once wasn't that like an 800 dollars upgrade for the whole city or something you know outrageous like that, that was the whole county it was 800 oh, county i yeah, couldn't yeah. believe it i mean still that's a had, lot of money to spend on phones i had to pass a millage and everything they had to take a loan out on the uh, town statue of the uh, apple pie eating contest winner from 1976 to be able to do it. But I, I hope they can repay that debt. I really don't want to see that statue to have a lien on it. Yeah, I don't and want Irwin to go anywhere. No, no, absolutely. That was that was the spectacular pie eating contest. 
I have seen eight millimeter film of it, and it is impressive. What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dave's going. God damn, them boys are right. <laughs> How'd they know that? I didn't tell them about that one. Uh, Shoot, I am the resident redneck, though. Pretty good Dave impression, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dave, the guy who's going to have that new show on at Wednesday at 7, again. The one that's been promised <laughs> for like two, three, four, five months. Something like that. I, I guess he's busy. I guess there's a lot of trophies. Behind the hauler, Dave, not under it. <laughs> Put the bourbon away long enough, we might be able to do a show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So news, news, you news. Drank a lot. Oh, that's the truth. God, with this show, my <laughs> liver didn't know what to do. I drank a bottle of water yesterday. My body about shut down. <laughs> Did you get sick? <laughs> oh, we can't talk about it. It was not good. Don't drink your water. So, wow, we've got so much to cover today, and uh, yeah, as far as news. I mean, it's all news, all of it. We'll get into what we're going to talk about, but successful polls, Shedden, Dungannon, Tilbury went off without a hitch from what I've been told, Carsonville, Guerra, um, all, all across the state. I know uh, Michigan Tractor Pullers got their start this Michigan Truck Tractor Pullers got their start this week. Yeah, they were up in Blanchard. Really didn't haven't heard, actually, too much about that one yet. I haven't heard of anybody breaking, so it, I will call that a successful poll. <laughs> We've got some carnage that we re-wrecked up over the over the three days span. Oh that's for God. sure. It was. There's more carnage that went on in Dungannon than I can honestly remember, just because of the number of hooks we put through up there. It was insane. Yeah, God, God, that I know you haven't made it up there, Charles Nick. I know you weren't able to go with me. It's a must hit for us. It is the Bowling Green of Canada. That's what I've always heard. It is really, really cool what they do up there. and Great people, great time, great food, great stories. Most of which, at least the stories can't be repeated over the air. But Assuming they're all remembered. Actually, I behaved. I think I had four beers on Saturday. And that's counting the two Bud Lights I had in the beer garden. Beer garden as wait, one. Wait, wait. Oh, okay. I was going to say we're counting the Bud Lights? I had to combine them to make them count as a beer. Fair. That's all they had in the beer tent was Bud Light. and Yeah, that didn't last long for me. Then again, the same thing happened in Dungannon. So I had two. I counted it as one. and Actually, I had four. I counted it as, I think, one and a half. Because it was like, this is just water. I've been doing so much road worrying that uh, I haven't had anything to drink in over, well over a week. Nothing. Right. I don't know if we can do the show with you anymore. I know, right? And I'm, and I'm not drinking now either. Right? We, we 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 might have to pause this for a minute here and have a... we got to go to the bullpen. Official discussion. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys going to do? Have an intervention on me? I think we have to. <laughs> God, this is, uh, this is uncharted territory. Yeah. All right, listen here, Charles. You're going to start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this non-alcoholic beverages you've been consuming is getting out of hand i mean come on if there's no blood alcohol content going on anywhere in this realm we've got an issue nope there's not wow way to rule in the show you know we had a pre- good premise going and i haven't wrecked it yet show's not done <laughs> <laughs> he has a point yeah it's right on the top of his head well always <laughs> 
there's that I could go somewhere with that, but now we're PG thirteen. <laughs> but as far as news, I guess we can talk about some of the carnage. Um, just uh, names and numbers as far as people who are going to be out, and the biggest ones right now. Jennings family suffer major breakage in gear. Uh, motor out of the commander done for this season. Burn a hole clean through the valve. I'll show you pictures, Charles. It is brutal. Scorch the block between two cylinders. They are not going to be back. Were they there the themselves, or was Kevin? No, there? Kevin was in the Which seat. Is nothing, nothing against Kevin. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, Kevin was in the. I, I, excuse me. I can't remember if it's between Gira or Carsonville, but I know. Uh, I believe it was at Carsonville more. I think about it because they were over in Dungan and run the late limited. And there's. It could have been. I mean, it, it went. It went like a bat out of hell for probably about 180, 200 feet, and then it started to sound sick like it did at Peck, and um, Kevin did roll out of it because it just, you know, clearly it lost power fast. Yeah, no, they uh, they didn't have a good good weekend no. whatsoever. Um, really, really sickly running tractor with whiskey throttle and uh, shedding on Friday. They spent the morning, I guess they got up about 5.36 in the morning, went out in the parking lot of the hotel in Podunk, outskirts of London, Ontario, and uh, cleaned the fuel lines out, injectors out and that, and made a good pass. Still sounded sickly, but the power was back a little bit. Just come to find out they had two leaking fuel lines on there and ended up having an alcohol fire. Um, Fortunately for... For Mike, he did get covered with fuel, but he made it out without any fire on him. That's but uh, it there was some learning experience there, and we'll get into That's, that. It's nobody's, no one person's particular fault on it, but there is some awareness that needs to go got, on involving the people participating and uh, helping run yeah. the polls. There was some, uh, there were some issues. But there's something you can grow from. Nobody yeah. got injured. Everybody made it out alive. So just it's a, something we got. We want to discuss. And if we can bring some, we're not coming after anybody. We're not nope. picking anybody. But it's there's some things that need to be brought to the forefront. Yeah, there's, there's two safety stories that came out this weekend. That was one of them. And we'll get to what the other one and is And we'll, we'll get more into that one a little bit. But, you know, say Mike made it out okay. But. Uh, whiskey will be back up and running now. Now they figured out where the issue was. They've been chasing for two years, and they got two weeks to fix it. And well, yeah. or as of as of now, a week and a half before Port Hope. So yeah, no, absolutely. So, but wow, what a great start to the light limited super stock schedule up there Very in Shedden. So. Um, really, really good start. Seven tractor, eight tractors. Originally, we did have one. Uh, can't think of the guy, gentleman's name out of New York with an Oliver twenty one fifty. Jeff, uh, I'll find it for you. Here. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but the guy made three passes prior running in Super Farm, and then in the light Super Stock class, this late limited Super Stock was way under cubed, way under turboed, and uh, made decent runs. But the more runs he got on it, the more sickly the dang thing sounded. It just by the time he made the pass in the light limited in the light super stock class, I'm going something's not right. And uh, by the time he made his pass in the light limited super stock, that turbo was done. And uh, we never get official word, but I guarantee it, it ate the turbocharger. Oh yeah, it blew up. So uh, 
Not not the way you want to go back to New York. Jeff O'Brien. Jeff O'Brien. One of the higher families, Olivers. Yep. No, great looking Oliver. Great running Oliver. The first pass it made, it just, and it wasn't anything he did. It was a matter of time incident is all that was, yeah. you know. If it didn't happen here, it was going to happen two poles later. It was. And I'd say that, you know, just apart from Light Limited, but the, the higher family's other tracker, that cockshot with the, the new Cummins setup. Yeah, in it, that was, was running in the full really, super class with uh, ESP. Very, a lot of power there. They just got to learn to harness it. Yeah, no, that was an absolutely awesome looking tractor to see. And uh, the unique part with that one is it kept, retained the cream paint scheme of the cockshut tractors yep. from the earlier series instead of going to the red and white of the later series, which would have been proper for that, uh, what was it, like an 1850 sheet metal or something like that? Uh, 2150, I'll have to pull whatever. up my photo album and tell you. It's I don't a remember. 50 series yeah. uh, cockshut Oliver combo, so... Late late production one run out or cockshut is what it's might have been one of the bigger ones actually because it did originally it had a cat in it before and they took yeah, that out that would have been like a twenty one fifty yeah. cat twenty two fifty five so but uh, no some uh, great great pulling over there in shedding um, what they say uh, neighbor post sent us some numbers uh, forty five hundred people not counting twelve and under because they don't count them uh, it was over five thousand yeah. Huge show. The that's beer tent was good. packed. Very much so. Beer yeah. garden. Beer, beer garden. garden. Beer yeah. garden. Got to get there. Like a, right. That's but that was that's not a beer garden. That's a beer field. Yeah, it's no huge. Kidding. It's huge. It was it was impressive and it was packed in, but they only served Bud Light and you know one thing I don't get used to. No matter how often I go over there for polls, is seeing nineteen and twenty year olds in the beer tent drinking. True. Legal, it, legal there. Those who don't know, the the age over there to drink is 19. Legal age to drink is 19. 19-year and 20-year-olds all across Michigan and western New York are well aware of this fact. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure you'll see and that. And all, all along the northern border. Anywhere along the border, you, they know <laughs> this fact by heart. Oh, yeah. They don't dream on 21. They dream on 19, so you can go to Canada and drink. I never, well, I went, but I was usually a DD. I I didn't. I never went over there to drink. I nope. never did. I was able to obtain stuff locally. <laughs> you didn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, Nick and I went and did a charity audio lighting job back when I was doing lighting with theater lighting with you um, over in Sarnia. I think I was 19 at the time, maybe 20. Sounds about right. And uh, we went to a fish and chips joint. They served beer. And I didn't think anything of it because I can't drink over here. So I ordered a pop, and I think we were about halfway through dinner. And I go, shit, I could order alcohol. <laughs> you know, it was. I think the first, first, well, yeah, first legal drink I ever had was when I was over in England. I think I was either 14 or 15. I'd always heard if you can see over the bar, you get served. Well, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Such a well cultured individual. Here we talk about Canada like it's a big, great distinction. No, I went over to England, and I'm guessing Scotland while you were at it. No, never made no? it up there. No, we, well, with your family heritage, my parents broke away and went up there. But you know, just make a long story short, we went over as an exchange program with the soccer club, the youth soccer club. My brother and I played for growing up. So you're tied up for two weeks playing games and stuff. You don't, you only got a couple days to do the touristy stuff, so there really wasn't time to to go to, to, to Scotland. But mom and dad did go. So how did you make it into a bar being tied up so much? 
Uh, well, th- that time I was over there um, with my my brother was part of the team. It was the U12 team. I was too old to play, so I just went along for the, the touristy stuff. And I stayed with the uh, the coach of the English team in his house. And one night he's like, "You want to go to the bar?" Okay, <laughs> so we did. <laughs> But, you know, it's really weird going in there. You don't realize how the body and face matures between 19 and 21 until you see 19-year-olds in there drinking and you're going, oh, my God, you look like you're in high school still. Because essentially you are in grade 12 over there. It's not 12th grade. It's grade 12. You know, they're not far out of high school, but... Just that two-year gap, it makes quite a difference in the human body, and it's it's really, really weird to see people that are 19 years old drinking and completely obliterated at that. Yeah, well, yeah. My oldest being 12, I start, my dad alarm starts going off. Shouldn't you be at home? <laughs> <laughs> if my kids do that, I'm going to kill you. I was at the point going, of course they will. God, you're way too young. And I realize I'm 28. I'm actually nine years older than them, and God, the dad sense is already kicking in. Can't even look at him like, hey, good looking. How are you doing tonight? No, nope, it's like, no. Why is there getting here? <laughs> right? It's yep. like, oh, Have a kid of your own, and that all changes. That'll get me 20. <laughs> wait, till, wait, wait till you have a daughter. <sighs> wait till you have a daughter. It gets worse. I hope not. God, I hope not. Because one, she'll be so damn spoiled, it's not even right. Between Daddy and Grandpa Armstead, Grandpa Armstead always spoil, already spoils Junior, right? Like it's going out of style. God, I don't even want to think about what I would do with a daughter, right? You kind of got a glimpse of that today with uh, a friend of ours had her uh, daughter over here with us, and she actually had me running. Yeah, I heard rumors of this. It, it was unprecedented, which was what led to the collapsed photo that's on Facebook. <laughs> actually, that one was prior, but there's another one me fa- f- face down in the grass, panting for air. I think I ran for all of seven feet. It was not pretty, <laughs> and, and you fell for the last four. <laughs> it, it was funny though. She goes, "Horsey sleep." Yep, horsey <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> All right, horsey, get up. No, horsey needs to sleep more. Horsey hits snooze. <laughs> nice. Oh, but no, just back to pulling. God, we get sidetracked. Or maybe we should name the show that. It's a good idea. It's an idea. Change the masthead, please. Yeah, if you would, please. But uh, great time over in Shedden. I know you came back to Carsonville. How did that go before we start getting into the nitty gritties of things? Just give us a brief overview. Um, not too bad, actually. It seemed like it was over fairly early, but uh, going back and look at the iron counts, down a little bit, um, which is not abnormal for early season with Thumb, but uh, decent program all around. Um, we're seeing, we're still seeing brand new machinery come out. Uh, I think we had one brand new tractor in the 10 farm uh, that had never been seen before. Um, another uh, tractor that I personally haven't seen before in the 6 farm. So things are coming around. Um Decent, like I said, decent show. Little light on iron. Um, no real major significant casualties to come out of the event other than what we think what got done to Jennings' engine and the V8 hot rod. Oh, and well, I will say the uh, second tractor for Mark Doobie uh, did not run, the little green tractor. It was there, um, but they think they had a problem in... That tractor's different than what we've got in the rest of the V8 hot rod class. It's the only one that's an LS, 
uh, Chevy. Coil pack crank trigger. So it's a coil pack crank trigger setup, and they think that the uh, timing on the trigger reel was off, and it's not something that he could easily fix in time to to make the class. So it was registered, just it never pulled. Um, That's probably about the the only major issues we had really really for the event. Thank God, because Dungannon, oh my God, did we break parts. We had flat tires, we had drive shafts go out. We had a hitch ripped clean out from under a truck. We had blower belts go, which, God, it's been... That's something I want to research for the show, and maybe mm-hmm. I should do... I actually did show prep this week. Charles knows this. You did more than I did, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it I didn't was know you scary. Did. It was right scary. Thank God I got friends who know the stuff that I need to get done, and... You know what? I got to give a shout out to any one of my friends out there. You know, you know, it was great. I was able to talk to a guy I really haven't had contact with really much in the past year, but I knew what his speciality was, and I called him up. He gave me an answer. I'm like, cool. Ran with it. Called me back. What was it? Three minutes later, four minutes later, and goes, listen, I told you the wrong thing. This is actually what you need. And to go above and beyond on that, just for this little, what are we up to? Seven listeners. I don't know. Did the cat checks cash last time? I I think they might have bounced. We might Good. be down to four or five this week. <sighs> Shit. Oh, we got to work on our budget. You know, you'd think with a banker in the uh, in the group, we wouldn't have these problems. Stop spending it all. Really. <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> oh boy! That explains the new seventy-two inch LCD flat screen sitting out in the other room, or LED flat screen. Excuse me, I forgot he upgraded. That explains where you got the money. I'm about to check the bank statements. Tell me about it. I thought we had enough for seven checks last week, last time. I can make that much money in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, you know what, that's something I want to research is, let's face it, out in the world, you know, blower belts 15 years ago, God, you'd see one a night. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for once, I actually got to announce a blower belt, and I've announced blower truck vehicles before, and, yeah, actually had one go. It was kind of surprising. Maybe there's something gone into there. I guess that's a part of hookers and blow we can research. Yeah, when we get to the supercharger. Yeah, supercharger uh, alcohol. Which probably, given the guy I'd like to have do the show, is going to have to wait till the fall. Uh, he's busy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. So, but uh, great time up there in Dungannon, co-sanctioned OTTPA and uh, Southwestern Ontario SWOTPA uh, pull. Two co-sanctioned pulls in a row for uh, Southwest. They did uh, ESP and... Southwestern, then OTTPA and uh, Southwest. And uh, 26 classes Saturday. We started at 4 o'clock. We were done by 9. Five-hour show. That's, that's smoking. But we were turning hooks. And uh, it was impressive. We ran everything from a couple different hot farm classes all the way up to uh, four-engine mods. And uh class that hasn't been announced to the States in a long time, Super mod four wheel drive. Yeah, that's a thing that just. Oh, now was it the original the stretch, or is it the NTPA stretch, style? NTPA style that they dropped. So regular frames but blower motors. Gotcha. Yeah, that's. I mean, really. Ohio State and I think uh, 
Mid-South are the only places that's left. And you know what? We'll get a little sidetrack. I don't get it. I mean, the NA trucks are cool. Don't get me wrong. The NA mod four-wheel drive class, it's cool. But the last progression of that has always been the super mod, the supercharged motors. And it never caught on. I never, I'm not sure why. I mean, we had a good strong contingency running right, you know, early 2000s and that. And then it just fell off. Um, Studley Studebaker. Mm-hmm. Um, my Bowden. Uh, Bob and I Bob forget. Bowden, yeah, yeah, Bob. Bob Bowden. You know, he was kind of the pinnacle runner in that class. And it just, it kind of died out in NTPA realm. And you saw pullers go to the north up into Quebec and Ontario. And like you said, you saw him in Ohio and a little bit to the mid-south. I think what... And it's pure speculation on my part. I think what marginalized super mod four-wheel drive was the explosion in the diesel trucks. Yeah, that very well could have. You know. But to me, it's an easy transplant. You go take your super mod two-wheel drive motor, you slap it with two more tires on the front, more or less, and run it. Maybe the stretch frame is something that needs to be brought back to revive that class. Still exists. There's still the stretch super mods down in uh, Kentucky. I don't know if it, it's not. It's not KTPA. I don't think there is a group down there of them. They kind of they're quiet. You don't hear about them. You go dig it on Facebook, you'll find them, and search around YouTube, you'll find them. But uh, it, it's a very small regional circuit down there of them. The old Apple Bot uh, Orange Blossom Special type. Pullers. Yeah, those type of trucks. They still do exist. They still do pull, but it's only in Kentucky. Yeah, I don't get it. I love them. To me, they were my favorite of the four-wheel drive trucks. Don't get me wrong. I love watching the Holman Brothers with the foreplay. That's my favorite body style Chevy truck. Always will be. But, you know, there's something about putting forced induction on an engine. There is, but I guess maybe that's the appeal for me of the NA motors is to hear a screaming NA engine. You hear blowers in the tractors and the two-wheel drive trucks. To hear that screaming NA, that's the only place you can find it. So True. It's kind of the... Very much. If if there's a if there's a pro stock truck class, boy, that's it. Oh, absolutely. So uh, no, we had some uh, great turnout. We'll dive into this polls a little bit later. I'd like to because I do want to ask you about the OTTPA four point one diesel trucks, and I did not misspeak. Yes, yes. So uh, with that, obituaries. That's right. Nothing. We need a cricket sound effect. You don't no. have crickets. Do we have any dead? Do we have any we dead chickens dropped. on a certain farm? Do we lose any chickens? No, gravers are doing good. I can't believe he doesn't have a crickets drop. This is you know I'm actually questioning myself because I downloaded one like just <laughs> two or three weeks ago and I'm wondering where I put it. We've only got what like fifty drops that are on here at any one time. Uh, hey, I saw one. Why don't you go ahead and play it? Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Thank you. Now we got that out of the way. <laughs> so he thinks we'll play it again. We know it. But uh, let's do what I did last time and unplug his computer. Yeah, how well that worked for us? Way to screw up the show. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, nobody passed away this week. No chickens gone. No. Thank goodness. I don't think the Gravert family can take <clears throat> another hit like that. You know, it's it's tough. It really is. So. Uh, but uh, no, nobody passed away. That's always a good thing. But as oh, always, we could, there is there, there's a piece of equipment we could say a, 
Yeah, kind of relates to the Gravert family. Um, we did have a major loss. Uh, uh, Super Rooster. Yep. Kent Payne out of Vetersburg, Indiana, had a block launcher. Yeah, major, major uh, heart failure. I, I, I can't go on. Drew's going to need a moment. It's so beautiful, though. It was. Yeah, Probably get... some of the coolest pictures we've ever seen. Yeah. And I hate to put it that way. Ken, I really, really don't want to capitalize like he's listening, but, you know. Well, and that actually led to a conversation. Well, it didn't lead to a conversation, but there was talk amongst us hosts on, on our uh, our own version of the Circle of Idiots and about uh, block launching explosions. And I've got to say that the specs on safety with the, the cable wrap between the number one and number two cylinders did its job on, in that it case. kept everything together. Versus what you see out of the Europeans where they'll f- throw the thing 40 feet in the air and then drive over it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it did snap the cable. It broke the cable, but it took enough it took a off lot of, of the it blowout. to, to kind of contain things a bit, so... But, I mean, let's face it, he'll be able to reuse that upper half of that damn motor, and that's the scary part. Yeah. At I'm, least the turbocharger and intake setup. Chargers and probably the head, too. It depends how many pistons smacked, if yeah. they ever did. Well, we've heard stories about a certain head around here that's been around since the 80s, and it's been launched. Right. So. And rewelded. Yep. And welded. And welded. Guess what In fact, there might that? not be much of the head left. Might I don't be all think so. Now. I think it's all TIG wire <laughs> at this point. <laughs> God, Wilbur, Wilbur. <laughs> but uh, no, Super Rooster. That was our only old bit for the week. You, it's done. That's it's it. out. Hope they have a spare block, but not a pretty, pretty picture. No. Some cool video of it. Some cool pictures, but not what you want to see on a competitive aspect. Just because that one hit the wallet hard. Yeah. Yep. But uh, so we get, I do I do have some other people we could probably throw some thoughts and prayers to. Uh they found out about uh certainly everybody knows about Esden Lane. He's back yep. in the back in the saddle, but still has some chemo to go through. Uh he's gonna miss probably bowling green, he said. And but uh thoughts and prayers to him for continued recovery and return to health. Uh found out this morning I didn't I didn't know this necessarily, but uh Jay Fuqua out of Tennessee, the Tennessee Tracks International, he's mm-hmm. also undergoing some chemo treatments. Oh wow, I didn't, didn't realize there was an issue there, but uh thoughts and prayers to the Fuqua family and I hope they're doing well. And uh, right here in the TTPA, um wife of our uh, sled operator, Jim Storm, Sue Storm, had knee replacement surgery on Monday. She does an awful our head lot. Attitude adjuster and yeah. keep everybody in line person. Yep. Yeah, she runs a scale for us at the TTPA and uh Really, actually, on a personal note, she's she's kind of like my mom at the track. Yeah, she really she is. She is. Um, for years, uh, she's one of the first people I seek out and talk to, and she always checks on me and makes sure I'm doing okay. She does the same for you. She does yep. that for Tanya. Um, so we're gonna. That's what I say. When I say attitude adjuster, she's always the one that will keep you and I in line when we yeah. need it the most, and it's. It's a loving, endearing term. It's not trying to be mean or insensitive no, to her. No, God, no, no. Nope. You know, I that lady scares me more than my own mother at times. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no. My track mom mean that in the best possible sense. Absolutely. Uh, we certainly from this show, we love you, Sue, and uh, hope for a speedy recovery. I know you're going to be off your feet for a while, so. Whatever we can do at the track, if you need but something, just, just grab thank us and we'll help you. Thank goodness she finally got this done because she's oh, been yeah. so miserable the past two years Very fighting much that so. knee. Very much and, so. And uh, 
It's not fun. Wish it could have happened a different time of year, but glad you're finally getting it done. So yep. got it done. So, so birthdays. No, we got to tell them how to get a hold of us for obituaries. Oh, Do yep. you think you can handle that? I know you took a week off. Yes, if there's someone that you want to be highlighted that's important to you, your organization, the sport of pulling at, at large, get a hold of us at our email address, ap at sidetrackpulling.com, or drop us a note uh, on Facebook, Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh, or find us individually, Andrew Armstead or Charles Posh on Facebook as well. You can shoot us a note, and we'll make sure we cover it for you. All right, birthdays, and we're going to backtrack on a couple here. Yeah. Some from Tuesday. Now I got the hiccups. God damn it. Take over for a second. <laughs> One that we missed we got to cover is uh, Skylar Nebar, a partner in Live a Little Productions, helps Kenny Eggleston out out there on the West Coast. with Kenny's all their... big boss. Kenny's big boss. Um, he had his birthday yesterday. I uh, don't remember how old he is. I know it's said before, but... Anyway, happy birthday to Skylar. Sorry we missed you. We would have covered it last week, but we were missing last week. I got one if I can get it out in time between the hiccups. Yeah, go ahead. Andrew Millslagle. Yep, he was one I was going to hit on. Yep. (laughs) 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 We got technical difficulties here. Side track. And it wasn't. I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner, (laughs) to be honest with you. To be perfectly honest, I can't believe this has not happened yet. We're 20. (laughs) <laughs> it is a little surprising I was going to say this is a podcast We could push pause But this is way too damn funny Let's just keep going We're 25 weeks in And finally somebody got the hiccups And of course it has to be the guy With the most alcohol experience here uh... At least on a regular basis <sighs> So anyway, you're saying something about his nice hick <laughs> Beautiful black IH from Iowa Yep so, uh, one more from yesterday as well. Out there, out there on the East Coast, uh, Will Witt, Will Witt Productions doing a lot of good video productions out in the Maryland and Virginia area. So, happy birthday to those guys! Oh dear God, save me, save me now. Mm. Today, God. <laughs> happy birthday, Darren Hartwell, co-announcer. Or what? You tell about him. <laughs> <laughs> One of our fellow announcers here with the Thumb Tractor Pulling Association. That's what I was saying. Events. Yeah. Uh, from the big town of Tuscola, Michigan, which I actually went through uh, last week when I was covering up on the thumb. It's actually a re- really cool little town just outside Frankenmuth. And for those of you who are listening to the show, there's, We're a sorry. Slight, there's a slight buffering issue that... We've been encountering, so you might notice it or not. But uh, no, uh, if you look up Frankenmuth, Michigan. Can we take him to McDonald's right now and send him through the drive-thru? <laughs> uh, and we'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe not. He shouldn't be driving. <laughs> I'm good, Ossifer, honestly. I'll get on to Frankenmuth another day because this is... Out of control. <laughs> I'm just thinking you're drunk, I am Ossifer. Well, he's uh, seemingly permanently incapacitated. Let's move on to tomorrow's birthdays. Morgan, happy birthday. Actually, yeah, for Thursday. <laughs> Morgan McCarthy Warda, fiance of Mike Jennings, a TTPA puller. Better looking half of that team, by the uh, way. No offense, Mike, but yeah. <laughs> I tell them that all the time. You know what? I got to spend time with them when we did the New Northern Tour. 
uh, last year. Just some really cool people. She is a chorus girl. She's a little, but no, no, sweetheart. Love you, Morgan. Happy birthday, hon. Oh, and radio, radio for one. Morgan, Tanya is mine. She knows what I mean. Uh, I know that'll be an argument now. Yeah. I know this battle. That ain't, oh, yeah. You, you, ain't yeah, gonna, you, yeah, you saw that. No. You know what that is. All in good fun. Joel Geiger, which, you know what? For some reason, the other one isn't showing up. But that also means it's Josh's birthday. Yes, it does. Which makes me wonder, why isn't Josh showing up on my Facebook feed? Unless he doesn't have his birthday put down. Because there's a very good reason that Joel and Josh Geiger have the same birthday. Oh, do tell. See, their mom was in labor for about three years. (laughs) 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 No, uh, twins, they run, uh, what is it, corn-fed? Yes. Corn-fed deer, the old... uh, 12 or 13,000 pound, whatever one you want to call it, open farm class with thumb. And they have the bad news deer. Super farm. Super farm, which for those of you who haven't seen it, don't worry. Most of us don't without it breaking because they've been having nothing but problems with it. And it's not, not, not trying to insult the guys. They fought tooth and nail to get everywhere with it. They've done everything themselves. It's just been a nightmare for them to get it done. So, uh. Got the one bad news deer holds up to its name for certain. Got one more on the day. David Ferguson from uh, down the Southland Antique Puller. He'll be 49. Hey, my hiccup stopped. I mean, the buffering stopped. <laughs> 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 All right. Next one I have is on Sunday. Oh, no, no. I do have one for Saturday. No, I don't. Go ahead. Kayla, Zerk, Nick Geiger's better half fiance soon to be oh yeah and one of our uh distance keepers uh fills in with us helping out from time to time yeah helping some of the clerking duties and whatnot yeah slapping nick off the side of the head when he regularly needs it and which is daily and uh one of our big drinking buddies for our maida she's always good for well well, we're not gonna finish that story our maida stories stay in our (laughs) maida yep that's like the las vegas attractor pulling God, is it ever. All right, Sunday. I think you got the same one I have. I got a couple. Dwayne Bounds. Now the hired gun. Yeah, originally was a hair dryer gone blown two-wheel drive. Well, that's the one he's driving now, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, now he's hired gun. Yep. Uh, high yield's been parked. Yes. But uh, 42 years old. God, it just seems like yesterday he was 41. and also on sunday you need to wish a happy birthday to jim craig uh, former ntpa wolverine state puller the gopher modified he's turning 60 yeah oh god i haven't heard that name in a quick minute yeah uh josh nabeck another pulling fan from around the area so happy birthday to him monday i know the age is wrong very much because we know his dad. Yeah. And I'm not sure. His, da- his, his dad's dad only about that old. 39. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Noah Ford, I'm guessing he's turning 14 or 15 this year. God, it doesn't seem like he should be that old already. No. Because we've known him for quite a few years from MT pull, uh, Michigan Tractor Pullers. But uh, he's happy birthday to him. I know you're not 39, buddy, so you're, I think you're old enough now you can revert your age back on Facebook. You're not going to get kicked out. 
Um, Monday. Actually, I got a couple here. You have any for Monday yet? Nope. Paul Weeks, uh, Antique Puller. Happy birthday to oh, him. Yep, I've got. I do have Paul. I'm sorry. Uh, Jeff Ramsey. I know he is a listener from up yeah, in the regular thumb. listener. Yeah. And uh, I know he's approached me a few times about the show. Happy birthday to Jeff. Katie Johnson does the the video slot every once in a while on Pulling Radio Network. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Was basically like in the pits with Katie Johnson or something like that or behind the scenes. or I'm I don't sh- remember. I'm sure remember. if we were on the chat board live right now, Ray would be feeding it this to us. So like, yeah, it's this what it is. And you know what? Ray, just fire me if you would. I need a break. But uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. We got a couple. Yeah. You can do the first one. Yeah. Thrill Seeker himself, right here in the thumb, Mr. Adam Tarswell is turning 28. He's been substitute driving uh, in the on-company time uh, super stock truck with the thumb in place of uh, Tony Hewitt so far this year. Uh, but long-time uh, face in a, the pulling world. Oh, my God. He and Dad Mike have been around this sport for a very, very long time. He grew up in it. Uh, got away from pulling. Actually, hasn't driven a puller in seven years. He told me until Tony offered up the truck this uh, this spring for him to to run. And but uh, yeah, he's works up at Michigan Sugar and Croswell and loves the skydive. He's uh, he's offered. Yeah, he's insane. He loves it. He's offered to uh, he's offered to take me and Tanya up. And Tanya's all about it. He's working on me. I might. Do try you know it. our life insurance on you is not paid up yet? I yeah. mean, the checks just bounce for the listeners. God dang it! Well, if the shoot doesn't open, you won't have to worry about that ever again. <laughs> He's working on well, me, Carl. Maybe you need to work on Charles skydiving if you want that permanent slot. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't said yes in my own mind yet, but something tells me I'm going to wind up trying it at least once. Yeah, you're stupid like that. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll try stuff and then decide if I don't like it. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, then you know this other guy we got on Tuesday. You got anybody else on Tuesday? No, no, ne- neither profile. No, 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 neither profile. <laughs> our one, our only, Mister Sound Engineer, Mister Nick Life Media Meyer. I didn't do it. You're getting older by a year. But you knew that daily it happens, but this is the anniversary date of that year. The yeah. day of your emergence. Sorry, Bob. I'm sure you should apologize to your dad, too, because it's probably never the same. <laughs> Nick with the big head. <laughs> Oi, head! <laughs> You know, I was only eight pounds, nine ounces at a month early. Jesus Christ. No, that guy had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Right? He probably did. His mother was probably praying to him on a daily basis, get this thing out of me. I can't take much more. 32 years old. Yep, getting old. You look it. Thank you. <laughs> it's the nice. nicest thing you've said to me in weeks. As you keep going through your 30s, you're going to stop saying you're getting old because you're going to realize that you actually are, and you're going to start you know, lying to yourself and say, oh, I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know the scary part is I just stopped and realized 
I've known you since you were 20. Yeah. I still haven't figured out how to get rid of you. No shit. Because I just did the math. This year will be 12 years stuff and I've been dating. You've been... Yeah, you got married. You were, what, just turning, just turned 21? Or just before yep, you turned yeah, 21? Yeah, just turned 21. I got engaged at 20, married at 21. Yeah, so, don't God. Feel, don't feel bad. I've known him for 15 years, and I still can't get rid of him. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, Charles has known me longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your luck, man. <laughs> no shit. You guys can't get rid of me. What the hell? So, uh, happy birthday, Mr. Sound Engineer. I know we probably should sing happy birthday to you, but it ain't freaking happening. No, because he runs the drop board. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Uh, that's all I have for birthdays. Until next week. And actually, the one next week, I can't wait to wish him a happy birthday. Because he's a pretty cool dude I only get to see once a year. And uh, you probably don't even recognize the name. No. Gordyville from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, I didn't go this past year. So. No, he was there again this year. Yeah. So. That's why it escaped yep. me. Yeah. You missed out. Man, did you ever miss out to go to some sort of wedding get together, which we have to go to together for the reception this year? So, this week. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that, you got a birthday. Get all of us. AP, sidetrackpulling.com, sidetrack with Armstead and Posh. Andrew Armstead, Charles Poche. What the on Facebook. hell? Arguing with the engineer is a lot like wrestling in the mud, in the mud with a pig. After hours, you realize the pig likes it. I didn't know he was that much into swine. Yeah, or is it the mud you like? Been hanging out with Rob too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like swine in a case. And cooked and put on my plate. They're delicious, cut into thin little strips oh, and smoked. Yeah. And you know yes. that was something. It, it, we're gonna bump it up. We, I, we're dodging back to the news. We went to breakfast Saturday morning. I ordered bacon in Canada. It's different. Oh, I got actual bacon. No, oh, really, not Canadian they bacon. Ha- they had a different name for what we know as Canadian bacon, which we call ham over here. They had a different name for that, but bacon was bacon. Bacon was bacon. There's been Yay, a revolution. Bacon. There's been a revolution. We are slowly taking over Canada. One slice at a time. Yes. Give me that one again because this is a huge ordeal. I was happy. In exchange for you giving us Timmy Hose, we give you bacon. <laughs> oh, going to go to Timmy's, eh? Get a double-double. And that is scary because that is true. I'm still a, waiting. You know, a dark roast double double is better. I'm just trying to get. I can't. We're, with that, we're <laughs> going to take a break. Well, this since, is sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. You know, since Tim Hortons bought out Burger King, I'm still waiting for that donut cheeseburger. <laughs> Life Media Tech is your one stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? 
Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. Uh, wow. I kind of well, pushed that, that one. interesting still, right? I had, to, I had to hold it back because I was waiting for him to click on that. and That was anyway. pathetic. Welcome back to Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. Yeah, um, yeah, we're Pulling back. Radio Network. Yeah, we're on there, too. Yeah. Oh, what do we want to talk about today? Oh, that's right, pulling. Wow, what, what a brain flash there. I kind of want to do another Seinfeld episode soon. Just, I just really want to talk trains, because I haven't talked in just a little bit. Freestyle on all kinds. Yeah, like, we could have turned today into Seinfeld if I'd have been ready for it. That's sad, because you have to prepare for to prepare. our unplanned episodes. <laughs> he has to prepare for talking about nothing. nothing. Alrighty, then. Uh, lots banging around in this head. That, uh, it's I could go all kinds it's a of ping place. pong game with the two spiders, damn it. Don't lie. <laughs> I always just thought it was a spider in a wall. <laughs> I didn't realize there were two up there. Let me out. Let me out. Oh, lots of pulling. Let's start right off. Shedden, Ontario, Friday night. We got to meet Dan Mayer. Yeah. Guy from runspullingreference.com. And, and an one of two for, encyclopedias we know. Yeah, one of two. And uh, really good guy. Good good to have the opportunity to talk to him for a little while, as brief as it was, because I know they had... Before our trip back at home, so when the ESP portion of the show was done, he, he wanted to get loaded up and get on the road, which I understand. Yeah, he actually had a very, very interesting thing he had to take back with him. He did. How many How many did it take to make that? 690. Yeah. So three shows a sidetracked. <laughs> did, you 690 know beer cans, that is. And I actually looked on my camera. I did not. I failed. I didn't take a picture of that. You didn't? Oh, I, no, I could not find one. So I must not. Oh dear God! I know Adam uh, Drop. We got to meet him. Yes, Mad Bowling Picks and co-host of uh, Full Pull with Adam and Ray on that lead PRN. host. You know, better. <laughs> I, I gotta take a poke at Ray every time I can. And also Steve Kenyon from uh, Yeah Kenyon oh, Clips. Kenyon Clips. Uh, Steve's a great guy too. Got to talk to him quite a bit when I was shooting over on the the other side of the track. He's, he's a cool guy. And you know, I got to talk to him. Uh, after the poll, him and his wife, and he knew me. I never met him before, but you know he he knew sidetracked. That was yeah. pretty damn cool. Not that was the first lie. first thing he you know I had the the shirt on or whatever, and you know snapped a couple photos, and I saw him there, but I didn't have a chance to walk up. But that was the first thing he said to me too: "Is you know, oh, it's nice to finally put a put a face with a name." So that was cool. Yeah, no, I mean, first off, we got to announce the Dan Mayer, yep. one of the legends out there. You know, new le- up-and-coming legends, I guess you could call him. Because he's got the longevity in the sport, but he doesn't have really the age to back it up as compared to a Keith Bradley or uh, Jer- or not Jeremy, but uh, Butch Krieger yeah. or, you know, Doc well, Riley. We're all relentlessly headed there anyway. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, no, just a great time. Got to, got to announce that Dan had a lot of fun with it. Really got to pull some knowledge out of him and get him uh, talking a little more about other things, so to speak, involving the sport. 
and he, reminiscing a little bit. It was he, at one point, pulled he, him out of his shell. He did surprise me at one point when uh, you guys went into the. Well, he he specifically referenced the uh, BS about cheating in the super semi ranks on the message boards. Like, oh god, they're not going to do this, are they? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Please don't go there. Well, I had to laugh. I, I know Dan hasn't listened to the show, and I hope he does now. But he got, we got talking about uh, what was it? Uh, just is here. There we go. Now I'm comfortable. We got talking component <laughs> chassis versus regular chassis. Yeah, you guys did get into that one. And uh, he made the comment, you know, you guys should do that as one of your shows. Number one. And we go, yeah, that was the first show we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. And th- for those of you who have heard the lost episode, so to speak, of Sidetracked, just because it was pre-pulling radio network era. Prehistoric days. Sidetrackedpulling.com. Click on episodes. They're all in there. Um, I believe they're all on iTunes also. Aren't they, Nick? I was just checking. I don't remember how far back they go. If not, we'll have them up there within, what, the next week, Nick, to make sure. Um, possibly. Make him do some work sometime. I, I, iTunes, it's kind of tricky to post old stuff. Uh, well, something to learn, but... No, it was really, really fun. Jay Sutherland, neighbor, announcing there with us, and he was having fun. No doubt was neighbor having fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes, he, he was. <laughs> Oh, dear God. He may not have known where he was, but he was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. The only complaint I have involving Shedden was the audio sucked, and that's the second venue we've hit this year where the audio is horrible, and it's never been horrible before. I don't know. I hadn't been to Shedden before. From what I've been told, this was a first for them. It just did not sound good, and uh, we encountered that with Peck this year. It just did not sound good. I don't know why, I don't know what, but yeah. is what it is, you know, we go grow and Peck, uh, learn from it. Peck's going to have upgrades next year. Yep, nope, they talked to us about it, but uh, uh, what is it, Steve Hutchins is the guy in charge of uh, Shedden, did a great job coordinating ESP with, what do they have there, they had the Super Farm, PPL, everything, of course, uh, limited mods, they had light super stock, they had 2.6 trucks. And they had heavy super stock. Mm-hmm. So they had their full schedule there other than the mod trucks. Or the two-wheel drives. No, they did have two-wheel drives, I thought. Nope. No, no two-wheel drives. That's right. Yeah. Two-wheel drives was until we got to Dungan and we had two-wheel drives. But uh, So, dang near full schedule for them. Great show in Southwestern coming on and uh, following up with that. But... Let's touch on something that happened there. I know this is kind of an odd point to interject uh, a little segment we want to discuss, but it kind of is a good time just for the reason of what went on Uh in Shedden. And later on, 450 miles away, we learned something similar happened. At almost the exact same time. Why don't you lead us in on that one, Charles? I know you have some strong feelings, and this is something... People might not like discussing it. People might not want to discuss it, but this is a necessity because there is an inherent danger to those of you who talk into a microphone. And if you're like us that are on the track side, 
right close to the action so we can give you the best vantage point and the best information on what we see go on. Yeah, it's it's very easy and common for us, uh, especially involved as we are, to get to get jaded, get complacent, um, get comfortable at the track. But we still have to realize that there's a there is some danger and risk. This is one of the safest motorsports you can participate in. It oh, really absolutely. is that the and and all the groups do a very very good job of writing safety regulations and making sure that they're followed. But sometimes accidents happen. Um, on a Friday evening at Shedden during the modified class, Tom Durfee and the Thumper, Twin Allison, had uh, the the shaft coming out of the cross box break um, and the drive line. And when it did so, actually the, the protective shielding at the front end did come a bit loose, but it contained everything. It completely broke the rear helmet in place, let's be honest, yeah. what happened. Yeah, but it, it, it held, everything held and did its did its job, did what it was supposed to do. And it let go, it didn't break directly in front of us, you know, tangentially to the tractor, but by the time you stopped moving, the engines were still running and things were still moving in that drive line. Yeah, it could have, something could have caught and pitched it out. You just never know. Unbeknownst to us at the time, in northeast indiana at another pole fellow announcer and good friend of ours yep uh it was john right john bannett john bannett uh was announcing uh, a pull down there for uh, another series uh it's a mission doe uh group uh runs the the southern part of michigan northeast indiana northwest ohio and uh single engine mod class and again all the same safety regulations shielding on the drive lines everything that was supposed to be there was there but somehow the shaft got out and flew up in the announcer's stand and hit John. It hit him in the in the arm and in the rib cage, but and bad enough to really I mean he got beat. He was bruised bad. Bruised bad, got I beat up. I really wish we could see photos later Saturday yeah. than what he took not long after it happened. But if that shaft would have come up there twenty four inches higher, we twenty four inches higher, he would have been safe. Six inches higher. He would have been dead. Yeah. Or if it would have caught him in the head, either way, um, we would be talking about a very, very sad incident instead of just one where your eyebrows go up and go, wow, okay. And where I'm going with this is, look, in both instances, everything that needed to be there was there. The, everything yes. was done right. Uh, I forget the name of the driver of the tractor down in, in the Indiana case, but it he was... Matter. It doesn't matter. It, it does doesn't, not matter. You know, it doesn't matter. But what I was going to say is he was, you know, he felt horrible about it. He did everything right. It was just one of those freak deals. But where I'm going with this is, just keep your card up. Just pay attention. Be vigilant. And I will tell you, well, I told you this. I I was shooting pictures in the early part of the SP session from the opposite side of the track from the announcer's stand. And for super farm and light super stock, it was fine. I was probably, I would say, distance-wise on the track, I was probably at about 335, 400, kneeling down on the guardrail. And they weren't getting to me, so it didn't didn't phase me to be there in that position and take those shots. But when they brought out the the limited two light pro, six. the two six, well, what used to be two six, but the light still limited, two six for them. Okay, um, those guys were getting down three forty, and they were next to me. And I finished out the class, and I was like, you know, modifieds are next. I probably shouldn't be here, and moved to the other side. And sure enough, I felt a lot better about my decision uh, in light of what happened. Yeah, absolutely. We're not trying to say, you know, people are skimping where it doesn't need to be skimped. That's not the point. You know, 
there's no way to put a positive spin on this. There really isn't. You just got to pay attention. It, 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 it's a word of warning. Warnings are never meant to be happy. You know, they're meant to put a fear in you. Mm-hmm. And all we're asking is, you know what? When you're under there checking you joints. Maybe look one more check time. Check your loops. Check your loops. Look for stress fractures. Look yeah. for dings from when that drive shaft let loop loose. Make sure the bolts aren't coming loose for some unknown reason. It's nothing to give a five-minute check over or something. You know, Charles, you and I, we sign our life away. We say that every week. You mm-hmm. know, we sign an insurance waiver so we can be at that point where we can give you the best knowledge, action, pl- feedback to your ears via the microphone that we can. Right. We thrive on being right at that pinnacle so we get our adrenaline rush yeah. to help us do the job we need to do. And we're not the only ones who do it. There are others in this business. It, it, it's common across the board. Now, announcers across the board. We are we walk that fine line between the danger zone and the safe zone because we get that adrenaline rush. We are able to translate it over due to tone, wording, whatever you have it, to make sure you are feeling what we're feeling and help you justify your emotions on it too. You know, it's a reassuring thing. And it goes beyond us. Guys like, you know, Adam Drought who's standing trackside taking the pictures. Taking pictures. Steve, Steve Kenyon videotaping it. The, your flaggers. Harold Card. I mean, yeah. you name the photographers, videographers. Your flagmen. They, they're right there. The flagmen, flagmen. The hookers, the unhookers you know, are there. There's another one. You know, we were in Shedden, Ontario this year. You're not Shedden. Dungannon on Saturday. And uh, Canadian team, I'll name them out. Um, oh, dear. Bill and uh, Margaret Ann Wright. Super Farm 4320 John Deere. Brand new turbo on it. Turbo exhaust wheel on a turbo let go. Made it through the cross bolts, which are on the horizontal. You're six inches from the turbocharger, as the rules spec- specify. Perpendicular to each other, the one inch gap between. Correct. So that way it will stop that wheel. That wheel still continued on. Came out minus its fins, but still is probably a good 14 ounce chunk of steel. Now with velocity behind it, went airborne and landed three foot from our big gun track official. Can I get your attention? That would have hit your head and left a good knot. Uh, at the very least. You know, that will, that'll, that'll, it probably would have knocked him out. Probably would not have killed him, but he would have been hurting. Yeah. Three feet. Three freaking feet. Now, you know, we're not trying to say you guys are all skimping or anything like that. No, 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 no. This no, is no, not no. our point. This isn't an attack. This is this is just This is just heads keep, up. Keep we your have, eyes and ears open. We That's have pullers all. constantly down there standing trackside looking at the track, looking at lines, you know, looking at hole shots for other guys. What happens drive line break that motor free revs to 11,000 RPM and shucks a rod. Yeah. It's just a it's You're just You're eating molten aluminum. Or, you know, solid aluminum coming at you, or billet, or whatever you want to, whatever component's coming out. You're eating that to the face before you can realize it and react. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just keep your guard up. That's all. It's it's more of a, a cautionary tale for those of us who put ourselves in that position. You know, there's nothing in any of these situations where somebody could have done something different. The best safety no, rules in the world are not. all there. It, but that's part of the risk of high horsepower motorsports. Just pay attention. That's all we're on about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the wild rides, things like that, it takes a millisecond 
for stuff to get out of control. And you have to be prepared. And have I got lackadaisical myself as far as my respect for the horsepower being transplanted? Yeah, I've taken for granted quite a few yeah. of the drivers as who I know I. can handle the horsepower and put it to the ground effectively. But who's to say they're not having an off day? I'm not trying to point fingers. If you want to come at me and say I'm being an asshole about this. No, I don't think Andrew we are. Armstead at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Go on my Facebook. You find you. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. You can tell me how dead damn wrong I am. And I hope you do. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you where you're being an idiot. Because you know what? I've taken too many chances. And will I probably still take them chances? A little more consciously. But I still will do it. Because I want to deliver that top-notch show. Yeah, that's that's our choice. And we, we know we're doing it. And yeah, this is not an attack on anyone. It's just uh, it's just a cautionary tale. Please, 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 just pay attention. And you know, for yeah, for the competitors, nothing you guys need to do different. But maybe we would ask you just take an extra thirty seconds, and just look one more time. I mean, my voice is pretty annoying, but well, even my wife would rather I'm worth more dead than alive. But that, anyways, let's keep moving on. We're getting into a subject we don't have to breach, but. <laughs> But no, wow, what you know, good show for both Southwest and then Dungannon and uh or in Shedden. Then we go up to Dungannon, three and a half hours away, right off the shore eastern shores of Lake Huron. It is in the middle of nowhere. The best I can equate it to is Twin Creeks. Where? In the middle of nowhere in southwestern Ontario. With some amazingly dynamic tracks that just want more horsepower. And oh my God, did they ever take the horsepower up there. It was amazing. Two tracks of action. We had the X-Factor sled of uh, uh, Ontario Trucker Tractor Pullers, a Bauer Built sled. And we had uh, Humiliator 14, the old Ellen Baum near pass sled. Uh, now owned by uh, Matt Marsh and Matt Sled Rental, ran by Richard Pepper, and they put on a fantastic show. Just, like I said, 26 classes. They are late on some classes in iron, but uh, some big names in Canada over there pulling. And uh, I wish I would have researched. I didn't get a chance to look. Last name is Durham. A tractor that, Charles, you and I have known forever. Oh, Yeah. Remember it when it was new back in 1995 or 6? Still going. No, it had been later than that. Nope. Oh, dear God. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was at our maiden my senior year of high school. That was 96. So I was definitely, it was, I, can't, I think it was, actually, I think it was 96. It was brand new. First season. The 7220, if I remember, it's a sheet 50. metal. 7250, mm-hmm. is it? Um, Originally coming out of Door, Michigan, the wild thing of Arnie and Joe Kwiatkowski. Later, moving over here to the east side of Michigan for us to see more regularly. Uh, being bought, being the second tractor to carry the Mining for Dollars name mm-hmm. of uh, Ken Measle. Uh, right out of Elmont. From there, it went down from an open super stock finally. To a pro stock being bought in New Palestine, Indiana, of the Kane family, Chris Kane's uh, Aces Wild. 
and uh, Chris rolling out a brand new pro stock. What was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. It was a new year first yep, year round for the first round for the new MX uh, one, uh, full uh, first tractor for them. I I I believe both tractors finally went to a component chassis. Yeah, the, same time. The gamble got done. I think a couple seasons before, and then they did Chris's. Yep, Chris's, and he went to updated. Well, he sold the seventy two fifty, and it's now residing in the Toronto area. You know that center part of Ontario. Um, now called Ace in the Hole, and God, does that tractor still hold every punch of power coming out of that motor? It has its entire life. It still dominates. Still the best looking of that body style, the Magnum body style. I it's think, the too. only one with the what was it, fifty millionth demonstrator, something like whatever it was, or fifty thousandth. Sorry, fifty thousandth, fifty thousandth Magnum demonstrator, and it is just awesome. And it's unique. We, You and I have talked about it, Charles. Actually, we talked about it yesterday when I was doing show prep. Mm-hmm. It's the best-looking Magnum out there, but the tractor has always looked stubby. Yeah, it's had that kind of real real narrow look, narrowed up big time, and just kind of, you know. Just compact-looking. It and launches I, off the line, and it just sticks the nose up, and then just kind of like it's clawing for you. Yep, it exactly it hops up out of the hole yeah and then it's always done that, that top of that hood is just parallel with the ground the entire run yep it's always done that i think that's one of them tractors you could never screw up the weight setup just because it's gonna run where it wants to anyways yeah it's got it's got the magic in there they, they distilled some good stuff when they built and that the one. only reason i can figure out that tractor always has looked so squat looking is actually look at ben boom's uh magnum express yeah, to an extent, it's there. But look at how the rear end is set as compared to the front fenders. Yeah. Or the fenders. The rear end sticks behind the sheet metal. Yep, it does. And that's why you get that squat look on the quote-unquote open station magnums as everything is set ahead of the rear end, whereas the 6686 series, you were sitting right square on the rear end. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was my big innovation and we're... Uh, yeah, revelation for the day. It was pretty impressive. I was proud of myself. But, you know, another thing I want to go into on safety here is we had an incident where an alcohol tractor caught fire. And nothing against the Southwest crew. This is not trying to attack them or anything. They were unfamiliar with alcohol. They really were an alcohol fire. And... uh for those of you who do not understand the concept of alcohol as a fuel and why it builds so much horsepower and why it is considered kind of the top dog fuel is it is a cold burning fuel in the temp in the realm of um, BTUs. Yep. You get more bang for your buck at a cold, colder temperature. Cold temperature, slow burn, builds a lot of cylinder pressure. Absolutely. It, the expansive rate is exponentially greater than diesel or race fuel or anything else short of nitro meth which provides its own which is burned to it burns so slow you can still see it on fire out the pipes yep but uh alcohol burnt and that's only at night let's remember that that's only at night you really get to see that yeah you don't see it in broad daylight but but that's the inherent danger with alcohol well especially with alcohol yeah you can't see it during broad daylight you cannot see the flame. The best you can do is at a distance you can he- see the you see heat, the heat signature. signature. Yeah. 
but you cannot see the flame. And that's one thing we ran into is um, Mike Jennings knew the tractor was on fire. Oh, he could feel it. The heat was in his face. He said he could feel the heat. He yeah. took his gloves off. The steering wheel was sticky. He burned his palm climbing off. He knew there was a fire in there. But they ran into a situation where the fire extinguishers were out in the heat of the day, and they're used to doing night programs. And the fire extinguishers, they pulled the pin, nothing came out. Mm. So what do I do? Something I have never done before in the history of sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. I did show prep. And I got a hold of a buddy of mine, uh, Steve Schultz, great Schultzy, great buddy of mine, no relation to anybody up there, comes out of uh, St. Clair, Michigan here, just down the street, and uh, fire extinguisher for the St. Clair Fire Department, or firefighter for the St. Clair Fire Department, and also works in Cintas Fire Suppression Division, which for those of you who think Cintas just does uniforms and rugs, you'd be wrong. They nope. have a complete line where they will service your entire fire suppression system. I come in the office every six months to check my extinguishers. Yep, they do a great job. And, you know, one thing I don't think a lot of people know is uh, the knowledge that these guys have to carry, you know, to be able to service this equipment, the certifications, the things like that. So when I thought, you know, we Charles and I were talking about doing some show prep, we had this basically squared away Sunday night what we wanted to really hit on. We had a lot of material. So first time we had a, su- a show prepped on Sunday night since, like, week three. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's been crazy. But we had a lot we wanted to recap, a lot of now, you know, a lot of firsthand stuff we wanted to bounce off each other so we'd remember it. Let's right. face it, that's what it amounts to because you really can't write this stuff down unless you want to sit down and record it. And at that point, we might as well just do the show at the same time. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's times I wish we could do this show Sunday night and can it, but we'd lose our relevancy that we try to carry with it and timeliness that we carry with it, even though it is just a three-day difference. Because we are recording on Wednesday. You're going to hear this on Thursday. But um, got talking with, you know, Steve. I go, what would have caused some fire extinguishers to malfunction? They've gone through. They've been certified. They are, you know, working order. You look at the gauge on them. It's in the green for good, you know. He goes, up until about three, four years ago, I don't know what the fire extinguishers were charged with. But about four years ago, they made it mandatory. All fire extinguishers had to be charged with nitrogen. And by charging with the nitrogen, nitrogen is a very inert gas as far as reaction with other chemicals and also doesn't react to temperature as quickly as a lot of other nor is it gases. As, nor is it harmful to the human it, element, yes. too. And that's the biggest thing. It gets away from yeah, the, the CFCs. We've ta- the halons, the halons that they can't use and anymore. Halon is you can use it. They cannot create it anymore. So what yeah. we have is what we have. And he halon is probably it's the best, the most but, effective fire suppressant out there. But it's highly cancerous if you breathe it's it. It's a CFC. Yeah, it, it's ozone depleting things like that. You know, Al Gore, yada yada yada. But halon works in a different way than any other. And if you've taught, learned any, you're probably, if you don't understand it, go find your kid in elementary school. They will explain to you the triangle of fire. Yes. Because it is beating their heads by, you know, going to the fire departments, things like that. Fires need three things. They need a fuel. They need oxygen. And they need an ignition source. Now, most other 
Fire suppression systems, whether it be CO2, which deprives the oxygen, water, which depletes the fuel, or um, any other gas that might take away the spark. You know, the sparks are there. But you take away one side of that triangle, you're not going to have fire. Halon works different. Halon just basically is a neutralizing gas that removes everything at once. It creates a fourth dimension on that triangle and reacts that way. But... Halon is extremely expensive now that it's not, not easily available. Yeah. You know, it can be used to grease fires, everything. And those, you know, ABC is what you talk about when you talk about fire extinguishers. A is a water base. B, A is what? Basically, was a water. Fires that can be put out with water. B is uh, grease fires. E, C is electrical. Yep. If memory serves me correct. I'm pretty sure that's right. So if I'm wrong, I'm sure. So what they said is because you're talking about alcohol, alcohol is a different beast as far as fire is concerned because you cannot see the flame. And they go, you can hit it with water, just like anything, a gasoline or oil fire. And they do eventually with water, you can put out a grease fire, but you have to put enough onto it to dilute it enough. And the problem with that in, in our sport is, is if especially in a you know, blown engine situation, you got an alcohol fire, but generally speaking, you're going to have oil too. Yeah. So water it, loses its effect. It gets worse. Yeah. So I got, okay, what are we going to do? You know, what what's the best fire extinguisher we can get, you know, to help fight a alcohol fire? And Steve loved the guy. He goes, well, you're probably looking at a purple K. He never really went into a purple K, but this is what he told me. And it's... I'm like, okay, I figure I'll look into that. And I called you up, Charles, to talk about more involving the show. And uh, what was it? Not even four minutes we were on the phone. Yeah, like, right in the middle of us discussing more show stuff. Know, I got to go. He's calling me back. Yeah, he goes, I go, my first year guy's calling me back. I don't know why, but he called me back. He goes, I lied to you. I was wrong. He goes, I did more research. I'm like, okay, dude, you're doing your day job right now and... You just took time for sidetrack? Thank you. (laughs) But uh, he goes, what you are looking for is an ideal fire extinguisher for a fire involving alcohol, which will work for diesel, gasoline. This is really what top-of-line fire extinguisher. He goes, you want an AR-AFFF fire extinguisher. Now, I said I wouldn't try doing this after drinking, but we're going to try it. It stands for... Alcohol-resistant, aqueous film-forming foam. Yeah, that. Basically, it is, you've heard about them at, you know, during a crash crash landing in an airport, they put foam Airplane foam, yeah. Same thing, self-contained in a fire extinguisher. It's going to put a foam down and, you know, just completely saturate, starve it of fuel or oxygen, but also put a layer there. So it can't spark back up. Yep. That's the best thing you can have. He told me what you're looking for at for price, you know, for an for a two pound fire extinguisher is $190. For a two pound. And everybody's going, oh my, you know, everybody goes, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. At well, least I believe this is for a two pound because that's why I've been discussing with him what's, before. What's your life worth? What's your life worth? And you know what? When you got $30,000 minimum into an alcohol tractor or some places $250,000 into an alcohol pulling tractor. Which leads me into a side tangent, quite honestly. 
how many guys have you seen at the track wrenching on their junk and their fire suit is just as covered in grease and oil? It's, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that fire suit ain't doing shit for you. No, you're just keeping the fire on it. You kill the fire rating. You know, put it, Rich Roseski does it the best as far as I've seen. He waits to put it on till after he's done, and it's in its self-contained little tote they carry it in. His own independent bag, yeah. There's a few guys who do, but... But, you know, that's one that stands out to me the most is Rich yeah. Roseski. And just he's got everything. It's put away neat, tight. It's kept water sealed. There's no grease on it. There's no nothing. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, $190, you could look at a $30,000 pulling tractor. $190 is nothing. Nope. And you know it's going to do the job. And it might be the thing that gives you the chance to get out of it before the fire crew can get to you. And that's why I was explaining to Steve. He goes, well, listen, a two-pound fire extinguisher really isn't going to do much for you. I go, if it buys, no, if it buys you five is, seconds. is you can reach down, grab that bottle. You can spray in front of you, and you can get off the tractor. Yeah, or the a, vehicle. What's the vehicle, a, period. A single layer of fire suit is, what, 11 seconds? If you can make that Three-second flashpoint on a three? single layer. Well, you just we, if you can make it nine, you're yeah. out. You're out. You're out. So that's my little bit on there, and that's all my show prep. So I'm going to see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a month off now because I have been overworked. But no, thank you, Steve Schultz, for everything you helped me with there. I know he's going to be on later uh, for another program is where we dive into a part bit that we decide is going to be a necessity, and that is. Uh, Discussing safety yeah. and safety measures. We're going to talk SFI rating. What the hell is SFI? You're going to learn. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about layering and things like that. And But that's enough on that rant. We've got about 14 minutes left. Well, I suppose we should cover the light limited super travel calendar a little bit more in depth. And well, who let's did take what a quick break here. We can. I need nicotine. You need nicotine? Yeah, I'm quitting, but it's I still need some. Larry Anderson never get his ass or whatever. God, get me some. We'll get into that here in a minute. <laughs> this is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper. Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind. Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. All right, and we're back with Sidetracked and Armstead and Post. Just a few minutes left on the dial, and we got to hit on something, Charles, that kicked off. I'm excited for season two. We're going to be very, very intimate this year, involved with the Northern Light Limited Superstock schedule. And, man, I got my good good taste of it right off the get. In Shedden, we started off at non-sanctioned class, both days over in Canada, and some exciting action coming out. We had pullers from Kentucky, New York. Unfortunately, our New York guy in Shedden didn't couldn't make the poll. 
just due to breakage. And a uh, bunch from Michigan making yep. the trip over to Canada, jumping the jumping the river to uh, go play for some big money stakes. Forty three thousand two hundred dollars as of right now for the for the, for the season, season total for the pot. Which is just astronomical in the sport of yeah. truck and tractor pulling for a class that isn't sanctioned by the NTPA, PPL, or Outlaw Series. And that's only what, like twelve or thirteen hooks. Yes, that kind of money. Like that, that kind of money for thirteen hooks, I believe. Yeah, no, it's well worth the trip. And uh, we saw Mister Larry Wright coming up again out of Richmond, Kentucky, with the American Beauty making a trip mm-hmm. up the uh, Diesel Case fifteen seventy. Or excuse me, 1170, sorry, 1570, that's Ace Roseburg. He pulls limited pro stock over there, but that's a different, easy to get mistaken when you don't see many cases out there. <laughs> Not many at all. And uh, let's see, we had uh, the Rydell team from Greenville. West, West Michigan. West who, Michigan. Who limped back home. After. Yeah, rough, rough go for the Chicken Coop Special. They killed it. Cockshot 40, major, major engine damage after having some great runs in peck. Uh, it got wounded hard and shed and didn't even make it out of the trailer in Dungan. Oh. And I uh, got to talk with Harold, the patriarch of the family, in Dungan and got to talk to him quite a bit. Man, what a great, great team. Great guys, Chris and uh, Tim. And i drawn a blank on the other brother's name. But uh, just great Harold, I think. Hey, it could be, yeah, yeah Harold, Harold. young Harold. But uh, just rough way to see them go. The 570, they had just gotten together. First run out on it, and it did great. Um, we had Mr. Wayne Stein coming down from uh, Traverse City, getting the win in Shedden mm-hmm. on set on Friday, turning down the test hook and backing it up immensely. Wanted to be in a wise decision to do. Very yeah. much. Um that track like, changed in that class. Yeah, and it came to life, and it really worked out. Jennings family getting out there, not the best to go in shedding. And a uh, good run in Dungannon, but at a cost. But they finally figured out figured their out gremlin. The problems, yeah. And uh, that's the plus side to that whole story with the fires. They were able to figure out what was going on. So happy for them. They finally got that figured out. Ed Schubert finally got the hot shoe binder out for the season. Uh, not happy with his pass. Running really, really lean. Yeah. Just not getting the fuel. So uh, easily that you could fix that though in about ten minutes. He knew once yeah, he knew once he understood what was going on. the pill. Yeah. And uh, making it work. Uh, who else do we have come over? Um, oh yeah. Need a bag of ass. <laughs> the man uh, colloquially and lovingly known as Roach. He couldn't Mr. get served Larry in Ontario. Mr. Larry Anderson could not get served ice in Ontario. Which, for those of you who don't... What are you talking about, eh? Over there, it's a very heavily French-influenced form of English. Especially, you know, getting down the Shedden Way. It's getting closer to London, back towards Toronto. Closer you get towards Quebec. Not Quebec. Quebec, as they say it. The more heavily French-influenced everything is. Oh, uh-huh. the Parti Québécois. Yes, and we actually had a French polar on uh, French Canadian polar on uh, Saturday when the four engine mod class, and that was very very interesting trying to analyze his voice for a guy who can understand Dave Foltz. <laughs> <laughs> but Larry coming out of Glasgow, Kentucky, just north of the border, with Tennessee and Kentucky making the trip up there, 
And uh, he went to the local party store. We'll talk about his runs in a minute. He went to the local party store or convenience store or however you call them in your neck of the woods. Over here, they're party stores. That's a party store seems to be a Michigan it's thing. It's a Michigan thing. Yeah. It's convenience stores, other places. But uh, he wanted a bag of ice. So he goes in there and he goes, I need a bag of ice. And the girl goes, what? Ice, I need ice. <laughs> Sir, I don't understand you. I said I need a bag of ice. Almost well, the third he, time, she didn't understand if, it. If he was if he was Scottish, it's almost like he's asking for ass. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and uh, Larry's known for... At least he wasn't asking for a piece of ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Larry uh, has a very short, fresh fuse as far as uh You need a bag patience. of ass. Get out of here, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Larry got pissed off and left the store, never did get his ice. And that story traveled around the pits the rest of the weekend. <laughs> so, uh, he, he didn't need it so bad after all. He did pretty well. Yeah, he had a good, he had a second place run in, uh, in Shedden. And, uh, we go up to Dungan and Dungan, they call all the drivers out on the track and we do driver introductions. You know, we got the whole crew, 30 plus member crew for the Dungan and Super Bowl out there. And then I was out there along with Steve Adams, president of the poll, other announcer up there. And we're him and I are working back and forth, doing, you know, talking. And then we go to do the driver introductions. And it's just hand the mic. You tell them what class you're on, where you're from, and that, you know, your name. And it starts off, and I'm walking down. I'm standing right about where the light limited guys are. And Larry goes, hey, Andrew, come here. Yeah, Larry, what's up? He goes, I, I need you to introduce me. No, there's no way in hell they're going to understand what the <laughs> hell I'm saying and whatever. Because that's him and whatever. And whatever. And whatever. And I go, no, no, Larry, you have to do this on your own. No, no. <laughs> so you get Larry Anderson up there. It's Larry Anderson. Got a farm all 460 called the Grease Monkey, and I'm from Glasgow, Kentucky. Then you get Larry Wright. There's Larry Wright. Got a case eleven seven to call American Beauty, and I'm out of Richmond, Kentucky. So I mean, these Canadians are going. Where the hell do these guys come from? What with? in the hell are you talking about? Right, we <laughs> we missed the drop there, but we'll let you go. <laughs> I'm getting old. World with, words with friends or what? <laughs> Tetris, nice. <laughs> so I'm beginning to think the engineers overpaid <laughs> and underworked, but. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, Nick does a great job for us, as always. We'll pick at But he's definitely underpaid if he's playing Tetris. I mean, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> can't play anything better than that. But uh, so Larry comes back. Wayne has a great run. And uh, Larry has pulled test puller position, dropped his hook, and uh, came back in the bottom of the class and won the class. Also, he did the same thing at Dungan yep. that uh, Wayne did. It and. What we were doing, we did driver's awards. They had some nice crystal plaques with a clock in it engraved with the sponsor for the class. And so we, you know, we had to do interviews and trophy presentations. And at the time, Steve Adams was somewhere. I think they were getting the super farm, that stinking deer set. And uh, so I go down, and here comes Larry driving up on the tractor, getting towed around. And I got the biggest smirk on my face. <laughs> and uh, so Larry had to do an interview with me. I made sure I had asked him three or four extra questions that I had to, just so that way he talked longer, just to get him going. <laughs> but great guy, God, it was a great crew we had running around with us, and uh, 
I think they all had definitely had fun. I hope they tell their friends and we get some more as the as the tour goes on through the heart of the summer because we're gonna we're gonna intersect with those guys uh, at least four more times. You so. know, Jamie Barger's talking about getting up here for the Greenville uh, uh, Armada swing through town. Um, I know uh, Doitzilla. Kramers and Vogel family. They just weren't ready yet. They will yeah. be out. Yeah, yeah, they they made it there, but they got there late, probably wrenching late. And uh, I, I wish we could have seen them go. But, you know, unfortunately, just how the program fell and being a non-sanctioned class, you get in where you can. It, so, uh, are they, Is that tracker staying in Michigan? Are we going to see it at Port Hope? I did not get a chance to talk to them at all. Um, I saw the tractor sitting there on the trailer. And I never got to see Zach gotcha. or anybody. I don't even know if John was actually there or if oh. it was just Zach bringing it across. That reminds me, there's a, there's another new one in our neck of the woods. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The Smoglinski baby tractor. The chassis's done. The engine, it's still the diesel pro stock engine, but the chassis's done, and it can't go back to diesel pro stock now. They've, they've gone 24 over the ti- five tires yeah. and new tube frame chassis. Uh, yeah, it's it's light enough. They made weight, and they tested it, tested it at uh, Carsonville. So, and you know that was one thing we were talking to the Smiglinski family late in the season last year. Is they tried going to the aluminum front end on the Super Farm, and they wanted to be able to go between classes. And they go, you know, really they ran the light one in Armada in the Super Farm or no, the light limited Super Stock class, and the general consensus between us and them was. That light chat, the, the diesel pro stock chassis was actually better suited for dedicated duty to light limited super stock than it was trying to get the super farm down because they've just fought so much with that thing. True, but everything's nice and easy when you're making 800 horse. Go up to 12 or 14 and then see what happens. Try reining it back. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where Smugs have been. They've gone on some wild rides. They've dropped the drawbar yeah. down. They just cannot get it to hook. Just basically due to lack of weight, and they've lightened that thing significantly. And I know there was a few more things they could do, but it was to the point where they still wouldn't have enough ballast, and they could only run like 6,500, 6,250. They couldn't get down to the 6,000 pound that a lot of the guys will run. Right. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with that one. They put the put a proper light limited engine in it and put the, put the screws to it, and we'll see then. Absolutely. So, uh, what do we got on the agenda for this coming weekend? Nothing stateside. Nothing. I mean, Michigan has always been a dead zone third weekend of June because we're technically we're an NTPA state, and so Wolverines never booked against Toma, Wisconsin, and, and for whatever reason, there just doesn't seem to be a fair festival that wants to pick up MTTP or Thumb. So yeah, I'm quiet. I am going to be back in Canada in a town called Pancor, which, if you write it out, it's spelled Pancourt. But it's a very, very French town, so hence the name Pancor. And I will be over there Friday night. I believe it's a 7 o'clock hook drop for southwestern Ontario. So looking forward to getting down there. I guess they bring in a 53-foot semi full of booze. Not beer, booze Hmm. for the pole. And I hear it's rather good for scenery, too, which I will report back on. Make sure I do the proper show prep for you guys. <laughs> I suspect that his announcing is going to be compromised. No, because I'm not going to be drinking, but I will. I can report no, on you'll, No, I mean you'll be distracted. <laughs> Margaret Ann will keep me in check. Yes, she will. 
That's you know that's one thing I got to talk about is thank you Margaret Ann Wright. She is the secretary for uh, Southwestern Ontario, and she is right next to me. Everything's done with laser over there, no agrotronics. She's got the headset on. She's right in the distances. She's keeping track of all the bookkeeping I'm used to doing stateside here, and it really helps excel the announcing for me, and she's a sweetheart. I love Margaret you know Ann to death. It's, it, I'm glad you brought that up because... To me, and this was impressed upon me at Shedden, she's like Sue Storm to me over across the creek. Um, same deal. I walked in. She was the first person I recognized that I saw. And the first words out of her mouth were, how's Tanya doing down south and are you okay? And I really, really appreciated that. So thank you. Yeah. No, I love Margaret Ann to death. She is she's my uh, mom over in Ontario, and I love her to death. Yep. She does so much to help me out, and we're getting in tune with each other as far as, you know, how I, my style of announcing and that, and uh, it, it is a joy going over there. And this woman, not only has she evolved heavily with the club, but she is also heavily involved anytime that motor's put pulled down, inspecting parts, making sure everything's ready back to go together. She lives and dies with that super farm, and uh, it's great to see a couple so heavily ingrained do that. Do exactly that. <laughs> I thought our first rule in evolving this show was no ringers. Yeah, I was trying to shut it up. <laughs> Ready to go. But uh, love you, Margaret Ann. Hope you're listening. I will see you Friday night. Pancor, Ontario, 7 o'clock hook drop. Third stop on... Well, third stop for most pullers. Or most pullers. Fourth stop total on the southwestern tour they did have paris early but that was only super farms so uh, a lot of good runs gotten done a lot of guys getting out there so look forward to that you will get some uh, live updates from me as we go and with that we're done we're over that's it he's got a drop he's getting ready ah yeah that guy those guys so my name's armstead my name's posh my name's Meyer. there you go we're hoping you get there. Happy birthday to our sound engineer, and uh, you all have a great weekend. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.